0: Close the Curtain podcast is an audio platform created to educate, entertain, and inspire women to live their best lives while they close the curtain on things that no longer serve them. We bond over wine or the drink of your choice while sharing many laughs, loves, and sometimes even tears. While this show features our opinions, it should not take the place of you seeking professional healthcare advice. Please buckle up and enjoy the show. I fly United, I fly first class. I make them close that curtain because I don't like all that suffering going back and close. It's so hot, we can't breathe, please close the curtain, I can't take it. I only have one of them, great, I can't help them all, please, Please close the curtain, yeah, I'm for sure, for certain. Some has be making this way too uncomfortable, please, stomach's hurting. We do not deal with negative energy, vibes and negative person. Tell the story, it's hurry up, urgent.
1: I needed to close the curtain. I'm Shalana. Don't let the sweet voice
2: in the stethoscope early. fool you, because I can tell it like it IS is. Hey y'all, I'm Caroline, a Midwestern girl with a southern flair. I will ope and bless your heart in the same breath. Close
0: After turning 30, there's two places I strongly belong in a bed and in a book. Sometimes both. close that curtain because I don't like all that suffering go back and close we're back with another piping hot episode for you this Tuesday close the curtain crew without a lot of rigmarole let's get into these icebreakers So last week, the hosts of Close the Curtain had discourse about who would take the... Let's rewind that back. About who would take the crown in a versus match between Destiny's Child and Escape. Since we couldn't come to a group consensus, we put the question to a poll from our IG and Facebook followers. Here's Shalona with the results. Drum roll, please. (laughs)
1: <laughs> not the drum roll <laughs> i'm so weak <laughs> so the results are in and i proudly announced that escape had the most votes with 65 percent of people voting for escape like i said they would but 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 let's give destiny challenge their credit because they are a girl group that I enjoy listening to as well they didn't lose by much with 52 percent of voters saying that they would outdo escape so it was 65 to 52 percent
2: first of all I am gonna pull a (laughs) Trump here I'm gonna pull a 45 and say that was rigged (laughs) you stole the election i need a recount of the votes i need to see them (laughs) ballots because first of all i know you voted three times with all of your instagram accounts i did not
1: first of all (laughs)
2: let me get the screenshot from the group chat first of all do
1: not store my capital because i also (laughs) did (laughs) i also did account on facebook now the instagram page well, I don't think it was uh, valid. I will say that because a lot of us, like I saw Nalita voting for escape, I saw Caroline voting ex- for escape, I saw Roy and Alita's husband voting for escape. So those votes don't count. They show on vote Facebook. Me. You trying? They to- don't. <laughs> but on Facebook, y'all hear this voter saw- suppression,
0: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> but on Facebook. There were other people who took part besides us. And the percentage that I got today were based on the votes from
2: Facebook. Okay. Okay. i so
1: my capital.
0: Look, I'm taking this to my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all voted and it's nothing I can do with the internet's opinion. Op- opinion, because I feel like it's some ops in there, but keep my own. But moving right along with this open-ended statement, so ladies, share with me how you'd best finish the sentence. Don't take my black card, but I dot dot dot. I don't know how to play spades. And I don't. I could never catch want on. Because I teacher.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you so just you just people, have to know.
2: You just have to people know.
0: People have tried to teach me, but I could never catch on. We because it's on. nothing like somebody actually saying, "I'm going to teach you these rules." Like, why it's got to be such a family secret, and you got to get set down and say, "Watch, watch us." I still don't get it. Cause y'all moving too fast. You slapping the table. Somebody throwing <laughs> over the cards and doing all this. Oh, he renewed. Changing
2: okay, the rules. What <laughs> yeah. Listen, you just got to know you're born with it. <laughs> you just know how to play spades. no one ever taught me I just know I don't remember when it happened I just sat at the table one day and I just knew it's like a spirit that took over me you just know
0: now she prayed to her answers mm-hmm. when they came to her right.
2: they came through on that space table they sure did well
0: don't feel bad Shalona because I can't play that or dominoes so
2: I'm gonna have to leave, let y'all sit in the car at the cookout <laughs>
0: I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so, don't don't take my black card. But I put mayo on most of my sandwiches, including hot dogs, smoked sausages, Philly cheese steaks, and bologna. We do that.
1: We wouldn't okay, take your okay. Black card for
0: that. We nah, my family don't do that. My family, that. they make me be the black sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. They gonna get all that.
1: Well, y'all eat potato salad, right? I don't. See, now that will get your uh, (laughs) that card taken away. That right that right there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the one. I don't care about that mayonnaise on that hot dog. Mm. That tight salad, that's gonna get you. (laughs) I okay, don't. Y'all know my car's on probation. It's almost gone, right? But (laughs) I still have not seen the color purple, love jones, or poetic justice look at Shalana face I, the,
0: the look I'm of I
1: wouldn't tell no one that Mm-mm.
0: if she Girl. upset with that one then my last and crowning glory is don't take my black card, but I haven't seen a whole plethora of black movies and tv shows and I'm not saying you know I haven't dropped in for an episode or two but I mean I have not finished it in its entirety not even watched the whole season of the Fresh Prince, Martin, Living <laughs> Single, A Different World, Family Matters, Good Times. The list could go on, but I'm going to stop right here because I think we need to stop. <laughs> in- <laughs> I yeah. think we need to stop talking about our black card probation. because. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, wait, I got a disclaimer. I ain't grow up watching them in my house, and it's too many new shows now. now. To go back and try to recapture the old nostalgia my peers know about this that's too much and the craziest <laughs> the craziest thing is that i have new memories of catchphrases from those shows only because i picked them up from the people that i hang out with <laughs> martin
1: nalita N- 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 you don't need to tell nobody else that <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's like he used to
1: do Girl, i know you at least need to go back and watch all the seasons of martin maybe not the fresh prince because you know will Smith's still on probation with us but <laughs> not with me you need to go back <laughs> you need to go back and listen to or watch the martin episodes
2: martin mm-hmm. is so good it. into oh confederation. Oh, it's goodness. so funny shanana you
1: caroline you haven't seen poetic
2: justice So when you made that comment to me earlier about how I could put my braids up in the poetic justice, uh, (laughs) you didn't know that's why I was was looking at
0: you sideways. I was like, oh, okay. Went over her head. All right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) So clearly all of us got some work to do. Talking about work to do, how about Nini, Nini Leaks, who has been before us several times, is reportedly being sued by her boyfriend's ex-wife. And she might actually have a case. So in her state of North Carolina, you can sue a spouse's extramarital partner for alienation of affection. And she's suing for over 100K. So the reason that the spouse is suing is because she said that Nene shared several photos of her husband on her social media before they were actually divorced and that caused her humiliation and distress and despair and all this other stuff that she suffered through. What are y'all thoughts about this? Is it foolishness or, you know, you feel where she coming from?
2: Now, there are only a few states in the U.S. that have this, like, home wrecker law, but North Carolina is one of them. Luckily, Georgia isn't, but well, not luckily, because like I know, but <laughs> I mean, if you break the law, you're you going to have to do your time. But I think then something like this happened to Fantasia too, back in the day. Like, didn't she get sued by somebody in North Carolina for fooling with somebody's husband? Allegedly. Alleged, allegedly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Allegedly, so, I think. Mimi mm-hmm. don't that ex-spouse about to come collect. Next thing we know, NeNe gonna be on Judge Judy or Judge Steve trying to plead her case. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Not Judge Steve.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, honestly, I thought they made a beautiful couple. Like the two of them look pretty good together. And I thought this, of course, before I found out that this man was married. But honestly, I never really saw any merit in this relationship because I felt like nini jumped into the relationship too fast like i always Mm -hmm. felt like that you know she said it herself that she was still grieving greg which is understandable they were married for years years Mm -hmm. and years before even nini made it big like they were married so they have a lot of years behind them so it's it's understandable that she's still grieving him but i find that it's very unfortunate that this man is married on top of everything and that she was dating him and flaunting him all over social media knowing that this man was married. But this whole situation takes me back to the early Atlanta housewife days when her and Kim Doziak used to always fight each other back and forth. And on one night during the reunion, she told Kim to keep her legs closed to marry men. Y'all remember that?
2: I do remember that because she
1: used to accuse Kim of dating a married man. Y'all remember, uh, big papa, big yes, papa, yes. Mm-hmm. big papa was Kim's alleged uh, boyfriend and allegedly he was married. And so she used to dog Kim out all the time about being with a married man. And here she is getting sued a for a married it. man, getting sued for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. That would comment did not age well. For <laughs> it Lydia. did not. It did not and allegedly her new boyfriend is broke don't have any money and he has got struggling too. businesses mm-hmm. well i don't and know to do right because <laughs> she ain't uh... getting a housewife check is she mm. yeah she got that and greg's insurance
0: money but this hundred 100K... and residual Mm-mm.
2: well she better increase the cost of parking at her little Nini mm-hmm. club up here in <laughs> blinnett county
0: <laughs> to cover some of these lawyer fees that she gonna need, child. I don't know what else to tell her. Ain't nobody willing to do that. They gotta pay out an arm and a leg for Mm. gas and she gonna see business really suffering. Talk Mm. about somebody (laughs) suffering. This mama (laughs) was suffering almost a heart attack after this daughter sent a picture of a snake wrapped around her neck. So the daughter's caption reads, I took a picture with this big snake last night and sent it to my mama to mess with her. Please read her reaction with the crying sideways laugh emoji. So you already know she was ready for some mess. She said, I sent it to her. Now let me see what she finna say. And the comments were wild wow, for real, for real. So I was like, what kind of reaction do you think your moms would have to this? And then my co host you know, I sent them off to do this dirty work, but let me see did they do it. <laughs> or did the fear of the Lord that they mama instilled in them from a child? <laughs> keep so, I asked my test.
1: mom. I asked my mom what she would do if I sent a picture of me with the snake that big around my neck. And she basically said she wouldn't go off on me like this woman did her daughter. But she said, don't come crying to me after the snake bite me. So <laughs> she was like, well, don't come crying. Auntie yeah, said snake bites
3: you.
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> so dang, Auntie. <laughs> so I did not send my mama the caption from that girl's mama. I just sent. The picture of the girl with a snake around her neck and I said mommy I'm thinking about booking a walking tour at the zoo in Miami because I'm about to go on a trip and I'm going to take some pictures like this and I sent her the picture of the girl my mama said unless it's rubber no, ma'am, what was she drinking? A uh, smoking. And I was like, mommy, it looks fun. Like just for a picture, it'll take two seconds. And she was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then she called me right after because she knew I was
0: full of it. She knew. <laughs> so when I sent it to my mom, she was like to each his own, but don't think I'm going to be doing it. Any snake that comfortable must be a dead one. And I was just like, my would get too pain because back in the day, I know she would have responded like this mama. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the only additional thing my mom said is that she knows her daughter. Like you, Caroline, my mama said, she know I wouldn't do something like this. But the thing is, I am getting adventurous and more of a thrill seeker in my old age. So I say old age, <laughs> my ripe <laughs> old age. So who knows? <laughs> Not right now. Cause i I mean, I ran away from a little tiny snake in front of the house okay go ahead and put that (laughs) snake around your neck if you want to we're gonna cork you (laughs) sis respectfully but this mom (laughs) this this is the discourse she sent her child that snake could have wrapped itself around your neck the devil want to take you up out of here the enemy (laughs) is busy and i bind every spirit of death trying to come your way i rebuke (laughs) The enemy, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against you shall fail in Jesus' name. Don't show nobody that picture. They gonna think you have evil spirits around you. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? He said it twice. <laughs> God with you, girl. Come from about it at the demonic place. You oh, have hey. lost your mind. You looking dumb. You better pray that spirit off of you now. If I was someone, mother, you would not date my son. That looks witchified. (laughs) Witchified got me so weak. Yes. (laughs) the thing is everyone does not have that type of relationship with their mama that she gonna spam them with like 20 back-to-back messages about this but this (laughs) girl knew when she sent that crying laughing face emoji that her mama was not with the stuff so you know i see where the (laughs) comments going they all with that you know practical parenting and that what's it called gentle parenting nowadays so they're like all the trauma mm-hmm. this child had to go through this child knew what she was doing when she sent her mama and she, knew her it, and she knew it and she so, knew her mom would react that way she knew her mom would react that way yeah I don't think if she felt a negative vibe from this she would have shared it to social media so I'm not with the comments that really did her mama bad but
1: mm-hmm. I just
0: think that it's something to me it
1: was hilarious yeah it, it's just basically yes. what black mothers would say Yes. Her mom yep. is a representation of black
2: mothers everywhere. Everywhere. Come yes. down and reptiles yes. and roses, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna call that thing an evil spirit. Hey.
0: Witchy five. Girl, yeah, come up out of that demonic place. <laughs> Girl, speaking of a demonic place as you tend to get a little bit older in age words just start looking a little fuzzy i think we all get a little dyslexic on the inside and the outside so what's been going around social media is this participation in an adult spelling bee and thinking about which words would get you sat down So off the dome for me is nauseous. I remember being a bedside nurse and always having to write instead of patient nauseous, patient nauseated. Because not only could I not spell nauseous, my peers couldn't spell it either. And I'm just happy that it works interchangeably. (laughs) Because I definitely get that out.
1: Man, mine is hors d'oeuvres I cannot spell that for the life of me I cannot spell it just writing these notes I had to look up hors d'oeuvres about three different times to figure out how to spell it so hors d'oeuvres and also colonel not the one that is a seed form but the other one that's like a military rank like KFC colonel yeah like KFC yeah <laughs> colonel <Jax. laughs>
0: Sandals, yes. How <laughs> spell that
2: again? Okay, so I got a couple. <laughs> Vacuum be stressing me out because I can't ever remember if it's two C's or two oh, U's. <laughs> but I know it's just it's come at the end of that word. I just don't know where to, <laughs> never see <laughs> Uh, who vacuumed me? Ooh. And Siri ain't no help. She just give me that little mm-hmm. red line of death, and I cannot for the life of me like she won't fix it. She won't. And occasion be tripping me up too, cause like mm-hmm. you can't tell me a second s don't belong in that word. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if like I know how to spell affect and effect. But as soon as the How man to use them. as soon as the man give a definition, I'm going to set myself down. I don't know with my one. church finger up. <laughs> and excuse myself right about that spelling. <laughs>
1: oh, another one for me would be committee. Because whenever I spell <laughs> it, it's like it's too many letters in here. Uh-huh. Too many letters. <laughs> <laughs> is it two m's two t's is it bold like is it two e's
0: like committee really messes me up Dad. now that i think about it yeah that will be that will get me out nowadays yeah and then i struggle with refrigerator but since i know that the english language is stupid and that fridge has a dg i know that refrigerator does not have a d in it it's just the g but that don't make sense because refrigerator and privilege should be like judgment and budget and they should all follow the same yes. guidelines and not yes. all this soft G, hard G. I don't know the difference. If it sound like a J, if it's just... <laughs> you over there <that> stress, sis. <laughs> and the bad thing is that I made like a 30... 30- a 32, 34 on my ACT, on the English. But nowadays, the English be tripping me up. I, I understand these brain cells. You don't use them, you lose them. So mm-hmm.
2: I probably drank mine away, but <laughs> I went to Twitter to follow this thread and even the other comments had me like crying. So one user at Dr. D Knight, she said, any word that sounds like it should have a double letter, like afraid, or diluted, and then <laughs> another user is that wonder. They said I spell guarantee so wrong. It don't even be autocorrecting for me. It's just an L, a big L.
0: And <laughs> then Shalona, did you take a poll of some words? Did anybody give you any?
1: <laughs> I think I may have put the poll up a little too close to when we were supposed to interview, but not too many people put any words. That they misspell incorrectly, but when they do, because you know the live, not live, the story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the story is twenty-four hours, so maybe next week I'll have more. Okay,
0: we'll revisit this yeah. next week. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about revisions, these official rules and revisions for the twenty twenty-two cookout took me all the way out. What is just some of y'all favorites? from the griot this past week oh my
2: god that whole article had me on my knees (laughs) screaming and crying like every time i went back to reread it it was like even funnier than the first time i read it but when they talked about white people (laughs) and they was like the committee (laughs) First of all, they had this like black committee
0: (laughs) right, (laughs) made up of like two aunties and and then somebody else. (laughs) I'm going to read it to you. Let me read it right quick because I got it pulled up. So the committee is made up of five people and they, you know, just unsuspecting people. Roger, the Joker holder, Muhammad. He the only person in America who has played more than 500 games of space without ever being sick. That's number one. Then you have Alicia Green, who is the youngest woman to ever earn approval from the aunts, uncles, and neighbors' trust in Eating Society. And if you didn't know, that's the aunties. We got Joyce Shirley Jenkins, who was a board-certified candy lady for more than 30 years. <laughs> <Board Sorry. hit. laughs> then you got James Clyde Green, and he was Alicia's ride. So they let him vote. You know how we do. And then you got your grandma, who is everybody's grandma. So, you know, you can't go wrong with what grandma says. So that's the committee. When they said <laughs> they vote to extend the ban on white
2: people, <laughs> and they said, we promise to hold another vote when, as the press release said, white people start acting like they got some sense. <laughs> so yeah. they'll revisit in 2000. Or 21, 22. <laughs> Girl. Yo, my part is the people who can't come to the cookout.
1: Right. And Paula Pat was on the top of that list. For good reason. You ain't bringing that
2: chicken up in here.
1: These mm-hmm. <laughs> that Patton, grease in that
2: heat.
1: Anyone who tries to do too much with their potato salad recipe, like putting raisins in it. Right. <laughs> Candace Owens will also revisit
0: in 2032. Right. We ain't got time today. Maybe she'll have gotten some sense. Anyone who thinks vaccines
1: enlarge testicles, including a tracking device <laughs> or give them 5G cellular service. <laughs> Whoever wrote the last episode of Atlanta. <laughs> and,
2: and what? Empty-handed people. Right. Whoever. <laughs> Oh, wait, there was one more. (laughs) Unless the host has an official declaration of hierarchy,
0: it's Joker Joker Ace. There's one more. Although BLACC or Black does not condone body shaming, all hoochie daddies will be required to sit down in a folding chair to ensure that their stuff ain't popping out of their shorts. Yes. Come on, hoochie (laughs) daddies. Oh, in other announcements,
1: we will hold a brief moment of silence for those affected by recent violence at the Oscars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To prevent muscle and spine-related injuries, we are asking all (laughs) elders to stretch before engaging in any TikTok dances with younger family members. (laughs) In other (laughs)
1: announcements... Because of the increase in the price of gas, the number of people who are asked to bring ice will be doubled this season to prevent anyone from having to run to the store.
0: (laughs) In a separate statement, Black condemned all corporate displays of profiteering off Juneteenth. They noted how they always have to hear about how white people love MLK every January and drink out of fast food cups and blazing with black fists every February. Although they didn't specifically mention Walmart, the closing prayer included a special request asking Jesus to look over anyone who eats great value ice cream.
1: <laughs> wait, and wait. other
0: announcements. <laughs>
1: I'm so weak. (laughs) In other announcements, while many states have legalized marijuana since the last cookout season, the designated smoking area is still way over there. However, if your cookout is held in a state where weed is legal, feel free to roll up at the domino table.
2: (laughs) And wait. (laughs) had COVID rules. y'all they had some COVID protocols in mind. All spades, dominoes, and Uno tables must be large enough to provide social distancing. Sadly, they must ban all sticking. I can't even get it out. Sadly, they must ban all sticking of the big Joker on the forehead.
0: Two no, I'm tables, you got to read that over again. Right, right.
2: Pull the glasses off. <laughs> okay, so they had some COVID restrictions too. You know, trying to keep everybody healthy. They said for gameplay, all spades, dominoes, and Uno tables must be large enough to provide social distancing. Sadly, they must ban all sticking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I cannot. <laughs> All sticking of the big joker on foreheads and since i didn't even know that there was a rule you know it just went over my head
1: <laughs> But wait a minute who actually does
2: that <laughs> during the games listen <laughs> when you down two books and you got the ace little joker and the big joker oh you slapping one on the forehead best <laughs> believe <laughs> best
0: believe to maintain social distancing, two oh separate God. but equal pans of macaroni and cheese shall be simultaneously served at all times. And if your sweat rag is found on a table, it will immediately be discarded. But the grill master always has the right to keep his sweat rag <laughs> draped on his shoulder. Not draped over his shoulder. Who wrote this? Who <laughs> <No. laughs> the
2: committee (laughs) i am so weak (laughs) y'all
1: happy cookout season happy juneteenth (laughs) happy juneteenth
2: (laughs) i have an unpopular opinion about juneteenth and we'll save it for next week to talk about it's something that i heard from a close friend of mine and it's an interesting perspective so we'll be sure to share that with the close the curtain crew next week Okay. I don't think I can laugh any harder. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So this portion of our episode is called make a toast or put a cork in it, where we chat about things happening in the news. And we decide if we're going to celebrate and make a toast or if we're going to put a cork in it because it's a no for us. Now, Nalita, your drink looking real good over there. What y'all drinking on tonight?
0: So girl, you know, I had to make me a good big mason jar and it is my tropical Tito's sunrise drink that I made from last week, which is just some ice cubes, a huge dash of Tito's, some limeade and some pineapple juice. And I can tell you right now, it's doing the work. It makes up for the three weeks I forgot to send you a recipe. (laughs) My bad, well, sis. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you did good with this one. Thank you. <laughs> well, I definitely need a
1: refill. As you can see, I have no more left. But I was drinking a sangria with strawberries, grapes, and slices of orange inside of it. And it was really good. The sangria that I'm drinking is from the Kill and Curly Winery. And it's very sweet you can taste all the fruit that's inside of it. Very
2: good.
0: That looks so good. Yes, it, it sounds delicious.
2: Yes. So last week I was trying this new brand from Target called Sun Pop and I had a, I think it was a strawberry Moscato last week. Well, I got a second bottle because it was so good, but this time it's Sun Pop peach Moscato. It was only $7 and it's a semi-sweet. So it's not like a super, super like sweet, sugary Moscato, but it's also not bitter. It's like a very nice taste right in between. And it has like some notes of like green grapes and you can taste the peach, but it's not too overpowering either. So where you feel like you're just drinking like some peach juice, 10 out of 10. I love it. Mm, that sounds good. Peach yes, pop. It does. But after we talk about Mr. Daryl Lynn and Monique over here, I might need to switch to some whiskey. So just bear with us on this first story. And I know y'all have heard about it on these internet streets. D.L. Hughley versus Monique. Somebody say checkmate because the queen of comedy is trying to take down the king. Y'all, y'all, y'all. This all started with a mix-up over who was headlining a comedy show in Detroit. DL's contract said that he was the headliner, but Monique's contract said that she was the headliner of this show. The tickets from like the box office promoted DL as the headliner, but Monique still disagreed. And if you don't know, this king and queen of comedy have a long-standing feud that's I don't know what started it. I don't know what it's rooted in, but they haven't seen eye to eye in a really long time. Well, last week, Monique took to the stage in Detroit, again, not as the headliner, and she aired out all her dirty laundry and all her grievances to the audience who did not pay to see that, calling D.L. everything from shady and raggedy to questioning his sexuality, insinuating that D.L. in his name stood for down low, and she even took a jab at D.L.'s beautiful wife and one of his daughters. So after this whole 10-minute rant, Monique got on the radio and said, as I was on that stage saying what I was saying, let me be clear. It was intentional, she explained. The contract situation and the headliner situation—it was just the icing on the cake for Dia Hughley and I. And you know, Mo went on another radio show and was saying that he has been, you know, talking about her, making insults, and taking jabs at her for years and years. And she's never said anything. She's just kind of kept her peace, held her tongue. And she said, but this situation was like, it was it for me. And so since he has been publicly castrating me for so long, it's time for me to set the record straight. So I'm sure as y'all seen, they have both taken the Instagram over and over and over again to show receipts of who was supposed to headline. DL showed the performance memo, Mo showed her contract that looked like it was drawn up on a Greek scroll from the biblical times, but it it really looked like her husband, who's also I think her manager, it looked like he drew up the contract using like their studio or brand or whatever. Either way, somebody goofed because they both thought they were headlining and there was only one headliner. And after days of back and forth, and other celebrities like Steve Harvey and nephew Tommy adding their two cents, this has become the new comedy beef that no one asked for, and it might need to be handled at the cookout this summer. Whew, y'all also tired of both of them, but we love us some Uncle Daryl Lynn over here, but we have also corked both him and Monique in the past. Y'all have heard D.L. Hughley on this show week after week in our opener, but As y'all know, nobody is safe from the cork or a toast. So who gets the cork tonight, ladies? What do y'all say?
0: I really don't want to have to give it to Monique, but I am just, I mean, she knew. Like, even if the contract said that she was going to, you know, be the headliner, it was obviously more ways to handle that than what she did, like, in the whole time before, she could have addressed that when she knew what the company was selling, saying that DL was going to be the headliner. She could have addressed that when she got to the venue. She could have addressed that by not trying to be so many minutes late for her set to try to force them their hand into changing the order of the comedy show. And then when she goes on to refute what DL said on his podcast, she talks about all the different ways he has disrespected her and why what she said in her comedy set had to be said and why she wanted to make him feel this way. And, oh, you know, I wasn't really saying that he's on the down low. I was just joking. Can not he take a joke after all the jokes he put out there you both are comedians but some stuff I mean I really feel like it just really shouldn't be touched and I mean go after a comedian but why you got to pull his wife into it why do you have to pull his dog his children like that is that's low so kind of like what he said even though he had heard horror stories about working with Monique he said he went for his own experience and he sat with her at a table or something at some dinner and they had some pleasant conversation. And so he decided to work with her. And now he kind of feels like these other people who work with her feel. And I mean, at some certain point, you have to stop pointing fingers at other people and find out why people don't want to work with you, why you getting canceled. So That's my stance. I really feel like DL, you know, he should do some work. (laughs) But when it's all said and done, she gonna get the court from me.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, Nalita. I just think that with this whole situation, there is so much to unpack with all of this drama because it didn't stop at the stage. Like after Monique got off the stage, she did like three different Instagram lives and DL Hughley was posting things. So they were all just going back and forth. so there's so much to unpack here. and I think the situation got, it, it just kind of went way out of hand. It, it became bigger than what it should have been. But I'm throwing the whole wine bottle at Miss Monique because when you look at the whole situation, I think that neither of them were at fault because apparently they were both told the same thing. You know, Monique had a contract that stated she was a headliner. And of course, the jury is still out on the validity of that contract, because like Caroline said, it was drawn up by her husband and her management company. And then DL had a written documentation from the promoter that he was going to be the headliner. And not only was he supposed to be the headliner, he had control of the order of the show. He had all of that. So in my opinion, they both were bamboozled (laughs) by a janky promoter in Detroit
2: okay <laughs> and first of all <laughs> don't be putting all that emphasis on my second city <laughs> wait a minute janky
1: yeah. she said what a she janky said promoter <laughs> in Detroit and her beef should have not been with DL but it should have been with the promoter and and her manager which is her husband who she calls affectionately daddy mm-hmm. which I think is the weirdest thing Or just like DL said, she should have approached DL about the issue, but instead she went on stage with a vendetta and she had a obvious agenda to damage DL's reputation, another black man. And while we're on that topic, when you think about all the people who she has gone after, they're all black men and women, Oprah, Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry you know at this because those are the only people trying to work with her yeah well that's true that's true and I think she's doing all this because she can't get away you know it's not because of her issue with DL in the past and blah 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 all that stuff she said on her lives it's because she didn't get her way and she had a temper tantrum on the stage and that's basically what it was and I listened to DL's response to Monique and he referred to her as an arsonist And the reason why is because she literally got on stage, spent most of her time lighting it on fire. And and then after that, she watched DL as he performed for his fans after being humiliated by her. She sat there and watched it. That made me so disgusted with her. And what made matters worse to me is that on her IG Live, that she did with her husband. They went live to justify what she did by bringing up D.L.'s past. You know, D.L. has a, a show, I think it's a podcast or either a radio show. And on the past, he shared about how his daughter was violated by one of his friends on the show. And he didn't do anything about it. He knew about it, but he didn't do anything about it because he wanted to salvage his relationship with his friend and he talked about how he regretted that decision and how he was wrong for it and and, you know since then DL and his daughter have have made amends you know and they've gotten over that but Monique recently brought the issue up in her most recent IG live to prove her point that DL doesn't care about black women why would you do that like to me that's where I draw in line with her like I felt that was the most disgusting act I don't care how disrespected you feel your ult is with the person who you feel wronged you not with their family you know so I just I don't know she gets zero stars
2: from me zero stars I am really torn I am very very torn on this because when I look at it at face value, it's like there's a black woman who has been wronged. And from her vantage point, she was wronged by a specific person. And who am I to tell someone who has been wronged how to defend themselves or how to stand up for themselves and how to you know, advocate for yourself? Right. If this was any other Black woman, like I would never tell them as a victim how to like advocate for yourself and defend yourself. And I think that because Monique has the reputation that she has, and we've talked about this on the show before is the issue what she did, or is the issue the fact that she's Monique and did it? Because you can't tell Black women to dress a certain way in the airport. And you can't sit up on your platform and complain about us wearing bonnets and pajamas in the airport trying to catch a flight at six in the morning and then turn around and like question this man's sexuality and say things about his wife that I refuse to even repeat on this show because it wasn't for the sake of comedy. It was for the sake of disrespect. So a part of me wants to say, you know, I'm not here to cork Monique because I'm not here to tell a black woman how to advocate for herself and how to stand up for herself. But I'm also very, very tired of Monique being the aggressor and the victim in the same situations because this is how she behaved with Lee Daniels. This is how she behaved with Tyler Perry, Deborah Lee, Will Packer, Ebony Magazine, Netflix, Whoopi Goldberg, Steve Harvey, The Breakfast Club, Roland Martin. Like she has done this over and over again. And at some point, I feel like I have to say like enough is enough, like Monique, this is not how you handle your business. But again, how would I feel if me as the victim, someone told me how to stand up for yourself. Oh, this isn't the right way to stand up for yourself. This isn't the right way to, to handle this after you've been wronged by someone. So I'm really, really torn on wanting to court her I'm still mad at her for trying to tell me to take my bonnet off in the airport. I just still stuck on that. But I've also met Monique in person. We were both shopping in a store and I met her. She was out with her daughter shopping and she was so nice and so sweet and funny. And she was just very soft and kind. And I know that the person that got up on that stage is not the person that I saw in the store who wasn't trying to be like, oh, that's Monique, can I have a picture? Like she was real low key, but she was still like, she knew I knew who she was, but she still was just like, oh, that's so cute. You should get that. You should get that. That's really cute. You know? And so it's like, y'all, I don't know. Like I totally get where y'all are coming from, but I don't know if that's the stance I want to take against another black woman.
1: You know, I understand where you're coming from, Caroline, but when you look at her track record, everybody can't be doing you wrong. Everybody can't be. And it's just like DL said, when you have a problem with so many people, at some point in time, you have to look at yourself you have to look at within and it's not just with Monique it's with all of us like if you're constantly having an issue with people like you constantly have to leave a job because you can't get along with the staff or the staff is always wronging you sometimes you have to stop and just take an introspective look at things like okay so where am I going wrong because it's not always the other person it takes two to tango and with this situation I feel like if she felt like she was disrespected in, by DL in the past, why do business with him? Why go to Detroit and perform? She, if she is big and bold enough to headline a show, she can do a show by herself. You know, her whole thing was, oh, you know, I'm in Detroit, it, Detroit is home and I didn't want to let my people down but you're about to do business with someone who has disrespect to you, who you don't like and blah, 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 blah. But you want to headline the show. You can actually do a show and headline it on your own. Do that. You hold that much weight. You are a queen of comedy. Do a show on your own. Don't join forces with DL. My whole thing is this happened because Monique did not get her way. And when Monique does not get her way, this is what she does.
2: Well, she was still clearly wronged by someone because for whatever reason, she thought she was headlining that show. So it's probably the producer that she should have come after. But I think in her defense, and I mean, I've done this too. I have put myself in a position to get somebody all the way. And I probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. Like I've had coworkers who have tried to undermine me or, you know, come at me sideways and stuff like that. So yes, I will join a meeting that I don't even need to be in just so that I could correct you publicly, just like you tried to snatch my edges, like tit for tat. And sometimes I'm just that petty and my it's not my proudest moment, but I, I, I get where she's coming from because I mean, DL does have a track record of throwing a lot of shade at her over the years. Even when like the Netflix thing, he had a lot to say about her when she was trying to boycott Netflix. And it seems like a lot of times he's interjecting himself into things that Monique has or hasn't done. And she was sick of it, just like Will Smith. He was tired of Chris Rock coming for Jada. And so he got on that stage and smacked him. Was that his finest moment? No, but we, at least I didn't put him at fault for protecting his wife. So it's like, I yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, I don't like Monique as a comedian and I don't care for her as a celebrity. So maybe I'm a bit biased, but just as a Black woman, it's hard for me to want to cork her for standing up for herself. Do I agree with how she did it? No. Would I have done it the same way? No, but I can't like, tell her the right or wrong way to stand up for yourself either. yeah
1: so yeah, I get I it know. but I'm I'm her because not only did she disrespect DL she disrespected his wife she disrespected his daughter she probably opened up old wounds that they had closed and reconciled yes. and none of this had anything to do with the contract and a janky promoter from Detroit that's true so that's why I'm I'm saying that she deserves a quirk on this on my end I'm giving it all
2: day Dio's daughter even took to Instagram in her own post to Monique and she said you've now publicly disrespected my mother who I love and care for very much and my baby sister who I love and care for very much just to get back on my father who I love respect and care for very much out of all the things you could have legitimately said about my dad if that's the route you wanted to take you chose to be deliberately mean and hurtful to two black women who have nothing to do with this conversation. And then she went on to say, using my mom and my sister to show people my father's character only shows how little mental stability, dignity, morality, and respect you have, not only for yourself, but for other Black women. You are clearly two crayons short of the full box, sis. You're disgusting and you absolutely need to keep every single member of my family's name out of your poisonous mouth. And at the end of this whole like Instagram caption, Ryan said she extended an invitation to Monique and said, oh, if you want to have this conversation in person, I will happily give you my address.
0: Like I said, I'm still corking her. But whereas some of the things I feel like she really did need to talk to DL, I don't know that it would have went anywhere because, you know, when she talks about the time that she went on to like his podcast his show she did an interview or whatever and when they asked her that question about would you rather your husband have sex with lee daniels without a condom or with some other woman i don't even know her name stephanie somebody with one and she was like y'all trying to run game let me wait on the and then she talked to him and he was like this just how we do it here you you can Mm -hmm. like it or not so i mean why you got to play that kind of like would you rather why it's got to go all like this and you finna air the show so obviously you know the show never aired because she had a problem with it but I was listening
1: to another podcast and they said that that particular show that she was talking about it's they do that It, it was a very raunchy show so they do things that way but my whole thing is is that you have to read the room and read your guests You know, if your guest is not really for that, then you basically alter your questions a little bit to make them comfortable. So I can I can get where she might be angry because she kind of felt like DL didn't stand up for her. But at the same time, again, I ask if this man disrespected you in the past and you have a vendetta out on him or you don't like him, why do business with
2: him? Why? When you can hold your own. Well, I think to the point of the podcast show that you were talking about, why didn't you do your research ahead of time to know that this was the kind of show that you're going on? Because even the three of us, before we consider joining someone else's show as, you know, guest host for an episode or something like that, they are thoroughly vetted before, you know, we just get on somebody's platform just to have some quote-unquote exposure and make sure that they are aligned with what we are aligned with here at Close the Curtain. And I, I think we all can agree that Monique has the worst manager of all time. And he does not have her best interest at heart. And I think that he a really lot doesn't. of things that have happened to Monique, may not necessarily be a reflection of her character, but it is definitely a reflection of the decisions of poor management. She had no yes. business going on The Breakfast Club. Yeah, because The way she tried to get Charlemagne together about that Netflix thing, like that was a mess. Mm-hmm. Trying to go after Netflix was a mess. There ain't nobody finna pay you $10 million to do a stand up by yourself. And you can't even hold your own in Detroit where you're not even from, by the way. Stop claiming my second city as yours. You are from Maryland. It's a lot. I'm tired of talking about Monique. It's stressful. It is stressful. She's stressful. And I'm trying to give her a whole lot of grace. You know, black woman to black woman. But honey, I'm still side-eyeing you for trying to tell me to take my bonnet off at the airport when you're trying to give us that speech in a bathrobe. And other working news. Elon Musk is trying to take over the world, one remote employee at a time. As the world continues to wait to find out if his Twitter buyout is officially going through, Elon Musk is taking a bit of time to focus on his other company, which feels like a side job to him now, Tesla. Specifically, it's workers. So in a company-wide email that recently got leaked online, Elon Musk told his Tesla employees that remote work is officially a thing of the past because employees pretend to work. Just as Tesla employees were returning to work from the long Memorial Day holiday weekend, they were in for a shock when Elon Musk informed them that remote work is over According to the New York Post, he sent a company-wide email demanding that all employees return back to the office full-time while telling all of them who were not happy with the announcement that they could leave and pretend to work somewhere else. Parts of the -the straight-to-the-point email read, quote-unquote, anyone who wishes to do remote work must be in the office for a minimum, and I mean minimum, of 40 hours per week or leave this is less than what we ask of factory workers and if there are particularly exceptional contributors for whom this is impossible i will review and approve those exceptions directly moreover the quote-unquote office must be a main tesla office not a remote branch unrelated to the job duties he wrote the conversation surrounding Elon Musk and his new Tesla order sparked a huge debate around Twitter. When one Twitter user asked him to respond to the Tesla employees who think that in-person work is an antiquated concept, Musk tweeted back and said, well, they should just pretend to work somewhere else. So is this Tesla CEO, is he to something by forcing his entire staff back to the office Considering that the compensation package for Tesla is almost, you almost can't compete with how well Tesla employees are compensated from salary to benefits. It's almost unmatched. They are paid very, very handsomely at Tesla. So is he onto something by like forcing his entire staff back to the office? Or is this a strategy that leads directly to offboarding half of your staff or more? Expensive as these gas prices are,
1: (laughs) if I work for Tesla, I would give them the ultimatum. Either you buy me or give me a Tesla or I'm not coming back. Now, (laughs) how many of you think I would be looking for a new job? (laughs) But seriously, if management is asking them to return to work, then they need to return to work. That's the way I feel. Every job cannot be done from your house. And selling cars is one of those jobs. Unfortunately, I'm in the same boat. I cannot work from home. And so I feel like car salesmen and people who work in automobile businesses cannot work from home because I feel that just like healthcare, automobile businesses is a personal hands-on job. And I think that you have to be in person for that because how can you help someone test drive a Tesla from home. (laughs) So if that is what the job requires and you are looking to work from home, then you need to find another job. Now, people are up in arms because the same CEO told his Twitter employees that they could work from home. But with Twitter, I would imagine that you could work from behind the scenes. You don't have to be in person to do that type of work. So I think this is a whole different ball game when you think about Twitter. But when you do car sales and you know and automobile sales, you I think you have to be in person for that. So I, I guess I'm toasting the decision of the CEO. If he feels that this is great for his business, then you have to do what you're being told. That is. One of the downfalls of not having your own business. Right.
0: (laughs) I was just gonna say the same. Like you Mm -hmm. are living out his dream, his vision. And unfortunately, he's looking at the productivity or lack thereof. And so if it's all going down, hey, how can he get more of these cars out here on the street? He obviously feels like he needs the people to come in and I've never looked at what Tesla employees make. Maybe I should ask Roy because he could work from home. He's software development. He might have a nice little chick working from home for Tesla. So maybe we should look into that. But if you don't have that specific job category, and like Shalona said, you need to work from home, you got to do what you got to do. Start putting out your fillers because he said it's a cutoff date. And if you're not back by this certain time, you still going to be looking for a job somewhere else. So unfortunately it's his business and I'm not going to necessarily toast him, but I can't court him either. I'm kind of in the middle because I feel like working on site is not for everyone. But when you know that your business is, you know, not handling this well or whatever, and it only went to this for COVID restrictions it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. So I ain't going to toast him and I ain't going to cork him. I mean, you guys do something. Him. What? Uh, Caroline didn't do nothing on that last story. He didn't say nothing.
2: I mean, if I had to pick, I'm going to cork. I'm going to always cork Monique because like I don't like I don't think she's funny. I don't like her as a celebrity. So I'm going to always cork Monique. She's a sweet human being.
0: You just but- said impracticality for the. Every story
2: we have of Monique, she will get a cork from it's like automatic. It's an automatic cork. It's like a workflow at work. We talk
0: okay. about Monique,
2: it's a cork for me.
0: Okay. I guess we have disproved that theory. She came back after some time and, and, and court Monique. So I'll say, I guess I'll toast them because it's his business. He told you. He gave you some notice. Either get in the facility or find another job. Yeah.
1: And I'm toasting too, Nalita, but one of the things I am quirking though, and I think you may have read this already, Caroline, but he said that anyone who wishes to do remote work must be in the office for a minimum, and I mean a minimum of 40 hours per week or depart Tesla. This is less than we ask for factory workers. So he's saying that as if
0: Forty this hours is, a week is not a normal is, work. Yeah, job. girl, I saw that too. I ain't even, I didn't even think about it this time. But yeah, I saw that. I was confused.
1: <laughs> yeah, but forty hours a week is a typical work week for Monday through Friday, eight hours a day. So he's saying that as if he's doing them a favor. Oh, you have to work at least a minimum, you know. And to me, that's that's a full work week
0: right so what So are he basically doing he otherwise. said come back <laughs> yeah and then he said did he say it's less than what he required from factory workers mm-hmm. so the then slave what the what is doing yeah. <laughs> 60 to 80 girl ain't getting no rest
2: so that's mm-hmm. what i'm working <laughs> baby i am going to buy a tesla pick up Elon Musk, drive him to Trader Joe so I can cork him with every wine bottle in that damn store. There ain't no way you finna force all these people back to an office. You done lost your mind. You have lost your mind. And I don't like the way he's talking to these people either. Like, who are you to say that working from home, you're just unproductive and you don't get any work done, so go back to work or else. It's or else for me, because I'm picking up and getting the hell out. But... Studies have shown over and over and over again, employees are happier at home, they are more productive at home, and they get more done by having the flexibility and the freedom to work on their own time from home. Now, if you're selling cars, you're going to need to be at the dealership. That's just what you signed up for. If you're a repair person, you need to be in that garage because that's what you signed up for. You have to be in a space. But for someone like human resources or for someone who works like on the IT or the tech side or in marketing, you don't need to be in an office to do your job. And if you're that worried about micromanaging your employees, you need to check on like why you have the need to micromanage them. We're all adults. And what's wrong with your managers? If you feel the need to have to oversee every single person at all of your like Tesla offices, because he's not talking about like salesmen and front desk receptionists. He's talking about people who work at like corporate offices. And if they've already proven that they can do this at home, why are you forcing them to go back to work? Like you said, Shalana, the cost of gas is astronomical. It's 439 here in Atlanta. In Atlanta. And you got you won't give them a Tesla. You won't give them a company car. They have to share one with their teammates. So are, are you coming up out that gas to make them go back to the office? Huh? No, you get a whole, I'm throwing the whole bottle at you as soon as I finish this peach Moscato. It's a hard note for me. You talking to these folks any kind of way, you're demanding that they go back to the office, which is asinine. Because assuming that they're not productive or that they don't do any work at home is not true. And studies have disproven that already. So I think it's just a power move so that he stays relevant and stays in the news as he's trying to buy Twitter. And I'm not here for it. I don't like him. So if anyone at Tesla is ready to leave and they're looking for a new job, find me on LinkedIn. I would love to talk to you and poach you to my own company. How about that? Where they work from home, and I think you feel so and strongly
1: do. about this because you work do. from home, yeah. But I just I think that too. Maybe he's seeing drops in their numbers. You know, we don't know what statistics they they may be seeing from people who are working home, working from home. Like Nalita said earlier, this was supposed to be a temporary thing. When people started working from home because of the pandemic, this was temporary. And so if your job wasn't originally this way and the idea was for you to eventually get back into office, don't act surprised when you get the email and say, hey, it's
2: time to come back because it was coming at some point. That's true. mm -hmm. But a lot of other tech companies like Twitter... Facebook or Meta or whatever they're calling themselves these days, Slack and several other tech companies have decided to make work from home permanent because they don't see a need to have everyone forced back to the office. Like even my company, I work remotely, but we do have offices in Miami and Toronto and a few other places around the world. Mm -hmm. What we've learned is that employees are happier at home. And Mm -hmm. while there is some benefits to being in the office, we have made it um, required to come in two days a week and the rest is optional. You can come in if you want to Mm -hmm. those other three days or you can stay home if you want to. And we decided that we can find a healthy balance of keeping employees happy and giving them what they want. Also realizing that the cost of inflation and the cost of gas is out of this world but you still get what you need from being in the office a couple days a week for training and workshops and development and software updates and all that kind of stuff. But we found a way to make it work because we listened to our employees and we realized that that's what they want. And it was bigger than a CEO just trying to demand that everybody go back five days a week. I'm not
1: here. And I know, and that's because it worked for those companies, but maybe it's not working for Tesla.
0: Well, he'll see yeah. when these people either drop mm-hmm. out and he be, you know, it's a now hiring sign outside of Temple. Exactly. Or <laughs> the people flock back <laughs> because they getting paid so much. But I want to know. Mm-hmm. So anyone listening to our show, if you got the deeds, let us know. Since he said the minimum of 40 hours come back in, then what is the required or expected amount of hours that you're working if you're working in Tesla corporate and also as a factory worker because I want to (laughs) know and yeah just more
2: than 40 hours (laughs) won't catch me boundaries but I'll just end with this if it's a matter of saying that something's not working or productivity is low or we need people back in the office so that we make sure that they do work. That makes me question your operations and your management team, because all of your competitors, both in the tech space and in the auto industry have successfully transitioned to working from home or a hybrid schedule. Nobody else is forcing employees to go back in this manner. So if that's working for so many other companies within the same industries, like in tech and in auto, What's inefficient at Tesla to make you want to force these people back to work? Something's not right operationally in how you run your business or how you manage people. It's not necessarily the fact that you just assume everybody's at home doing nothing because we not.
1: Yeah, and I can see that and I, I definitely get what you're saying. But also remember, too, when you're home, there's a lot of distraction, You know, and that can also affect productivity as well because, for example, not in the work industry, but a couple of my friends are teachers and they realized that when their students were at home, a lot of their students who were excelling started to fail because of distraction. They weren't showing up to class. When they were online, they were looking at TV and and doing all kinds of stuff and not really focusing in on the work at hand. And I can see the same thing happening with people who are supposed to be working, you know? And not only that, when you're at work, you're taking care of your children. If you have kids, you're doing laundry, you're trying to, you know, do your chores around the home and you're not really focusing in on what you're supposed to be doing. And maybe that could have been affecting them. I can
2: see how productivity can decline
1: in certain situations.
2: So that brings me back to how your business operates, because I have employees now who work from home and they got hella kids. And like, we've gotten on calls where I can hear the laundry in the background, or we've gotten on calls to talk about something and they're cooking lunch, or we've had to push a call back because they just want to take a nap because they're sleepy. And we've had to reschedule something. And like for us and our company culture, like, and I I know we can't speak for every company like this and I'm not saying we're perfect, like we are, But (laughs) as long as you get the work done, I don't care when you do it or how you do it or where you do it. I don't care as long as the work is done. So like me, I like to sleep in until about 9.30 and I like kind of roll over and start my day and start working at like 10. And sometimes I need to take a midday nap because I'm still adjusting to some, you know, changes to my antidepressants and anxiety meds. So I need to take like a two hour nap around two o'clock in the afternoon, but I can come back around seven thirty or eight and bust out the rest of my work. And that flexibility works for me. Like my boss has like two kids and a foster child. And like, she needs a lot of time in the middle of the day to get the kids from school, get them situated, get them lunch and all this stuff. And like having that flexibility works. We still get all of our work done. No one's breathing down our back about being in the office. And honestly, being a Black woman in the office is tiring and stressful. And nobody got time to sit at the water cooler listening to Tom and Harry talk about their weekend and ask me all this other foolishness. I, I don't like being in an office because it is stressful and it's exhausting. So I always side at companies who want to force people back because it says a lot about how you trust your employees and as adults there's something to me there's something wrong operationally when you can't trust your employees enough to work without you watching them yeah but is it trust or
1: is it this was a temporary move and now it's time to come back it was a temporary
2: move but Mm -hmm. a lot of us have seen how beneficial it can be and so a lot Mm -hmm. of us have just made the adjustment to say this actually worked better than we thought it would let's just keep it that way mm-hmm. but also a sales might be down because we're almost in a recession inflation is high as i don't know what no one can find a house and no one can afford rent who's trying to buy a Tesla in the middle of all of that and that's not the fault of your employees who work from home talk to uncle joe at the white house about that right so it's like <laughs> i true <laughs> true we had trader joe's throwing corks at him for me <laughs> But this next day, it's your own business. I, hey, you can work wherever you want to. So this next story is an interesting one. T.I. Clifford Harris, his son, caused a scene at a local Waffle House here in Atlanta. And his dad kind of defended his actions, which was a bit of a shock to a lot of people on the Internet. So a recent video of TI son went viral after he was seen berating employees at a local waffle house. The incident took place last month, but it recently went viral after the rapper son King streamed it live for everybody to see because a cook allegedly made a minor mistake in his order. We don't know what the mistake was, but he probably just put like onions in his cash browns or something like that, something minor. So T.I. spoke on the incident over the weekend and said that he is perplexed as to why his son felt the need to do what he did. According to XXL, uh, T.I. took to an Instagram live to speak on the incident that his 17-year-old son created and felt the need to film. He said that he and others have had, you know, conversations with King, wondering why he was like interacting with someone who quote unquote is at another level of life. He said, of course I spoke with my son, me and his uncles. We were all perplexed by his necessity to go back and forth with the short order cook. I didn't understand why he felt that he needed to stop what he was doing to engage with someone who, again, is at another level of life. And T.I. said that he had to explain to him that when people are not living like the way they hoped they would, and here you are walking in enjoying so much freedom and luxury, you know, people are going to posture themselves in a certain way. And close the curtain. We see where King gets his behavior from. <laughs> So is T.I. out of order for the way that he spoke and highlighted this entitlement for his son? Or are we corking this altercation for both the son and the father? Is it like a two for one cork? Or what do y'all think? So the apple does not fall far from the tree. It showed down. Same Because
1: Just a couple months ago, T.I. was in someone's comedy club, disrespecting and hackling and and hacking or whatever you want to call it, another comedian. And for the record, y'all, I never knew that TI is now doing stand-up comedy until that incident happened. I didn't know he was a stand-up quote unquote comedian now. Oh, this is a regular thing. Uh, yeah, he's a comedian. Oh. He's doing stand up uh, now. So he was supposedly at a stand up club or a comedy club about two months ago. And he basically disrespected this black woman who was actually it was her club. to begin with and it was her event he was doing stand-up at so he was hackling and disrespecting her so I just kind of feel like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree in this case but I will say that I hated his response to King's behavior because it's not about avoiding confrontations with people who are beneath you quote-unquote but it should have been about showing respect to people no matter what their social or economic class is and being civil in public places you know so you can't really blame king because he just he's not getting the proper parenting in my
2: opinion i agree a hundred percent and like all of this for some messed up hash browns or some over scrambled eggs like
0: boy first of all have y'all been to a waffle house right. I ain't about to swear with none of them and then now one thumping the the stuff on the table the money I got more money than you ever uh, all this stuff disgusting mm. <laughs> like looking sometimes. like his mama girl, girl. real mm. weird like
2: <laughs> <laughs> well if T.I. had to resort to comedy clubs maybe escape me to do another tour so Tiny can get a check <laughs> Maybe they need to do that versus after all. Don't bring escaping here. No, don't bring them.
0: (laughs) Don't bring them up. (laughs) Yeah, nah. It's a two for one for me. Because when I was watching those videos, they made me cringe. And then just seeing how he was like, I talked to my son. You would think when you say I talked to my son, that it was going to be something educational, enlightening. This man said me and his uncles that when they at this, level of person i don't understand why he needs to go back and forth and you know when they ain't happy and they see somebody in freedom nah i see your son in here hackling us like he's been taught to do <laughs> and just all out like you said at a waffle house you wouldn't even at no like five star three stars <laughs> Place of of business. You at a Waffle House. Not saying that their food don't taste great, but you at a Waffle House. Like sometimes they mess your order up. Like and these, it might be it might be better for you. you. Should have just ate it and tried it out. At least you can see them cook it right in front of you. But now you gonna get it spit in you and he still had the audacity that's well, that's how you know he still had the audacity to take their food after they gave it to him because the way you had this like the person in there that was cussing and was like they won't let me through this man was about to stump you I don't care who yeah. else was I oh, was just
1: there. about to say that as little as he is right yeah.
0: mm-hmm. he that's was about cool. to stump you
1: what have ran up so, on him when okay, he went a outside, story. Yeah.
0: right? When he went outside, somebody threw his hash browns all up in the soap suds that just wiped the the bathroom flow Like, unfortunately, you wouldn't want that to happen, <laughs> and like. I- at 17,
2: the only thing I'm worried about is somebody mess up my order. I'm trying to get some more free food. I ain't going to fuss and nobody. I'm going to eat what you messed exactly. up and I want you to fix my food right for free. I'm trying to hustle you about another meal. Yeah. I ain't trying to cuss nobody not gonna even it. I'm just going to say
1: I don't like it and I, I want a free meal. I mean, it don't take all of that. It
2: really it doesn't. doesn't. But that's the difference between being a PK right. and being the child of TI and- Of a rapper. hmm <laughs> that's the difference that
0: entitlement and i can't even say privilege (laughs) but that entitlement for sure is galling (laughs) and i can spell Mm -mm. that honey
2: (laughs) i tell you what Lil romeo would never usher's kids would never does usher have kids
1: yeah he has children (laughs) yeah he has kids he has kids with his last wife I think they have a son or something like
2: that. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, he's got a few kids. Okay, yeah, us just kids with Neville. But anyway, speaking of kids, this last story I like to call period poo. Womb shaped cereal meant to help aid in discussions about periods. Yes, y'all heard that right. There is a menstrual-themed breakfast that is now an option for the morning time and the breakfast table. The cereal, which features womb-shaped flakes, has been a kickstart to conversations about periods in the home. Apparently, there's a wellness brand called Intimina. And they felt that there was a lack of period conversations happening among friends and family. And therefore, they created what's called Period Crunch, a unique uterus-shaped breakfast cereal. Every raspberry-flavored piece of the cereal is designed like a uterus and it's bright red. And so when once you pour milk into the cereal, the milk turns a very distinctive red color to imitate blood the box also has some conversation prompts and includes a diagram of the female reproductive system to help people identify where the uterus is located in the body i've seen it all we have talked about using pizza as a conversation starter for sex we have i can't i I, i've seen it all is there any way, because like, I get where they're coming from. Like I understand trying to create healthy conversations about periods because it's not something that all parents are comfortable talking to their children about. Like we've we've discussed that before too. And Shalana, I know you've talked about this on your eavesdrop podcast as well. So is there is there any way, is there any chance we can find a way to toast them?
0: Yep, they can bring it in the classroom, biology or something, one and done. Like I can't even see this cereal making it pass. Just one experience. You know, even if you try to give it a shot, I cannot see, yuck. It's just like how people was like, Walmart, what you did here with this celebration edition of Juneteenth ice cream it's not gonna work, buddy. And I can just see it getting ripped off, not even put on the shelves, because it's just so, you know, with the womb shaped flakes. At first, I was like, hmm. But when I just pulled up this article and read that every raspberry flavored piece is designed like a uterus bright red and it dyed the milk a distinctive red color, no, no way. I mean, I lost me at the milk. Right. any mm-hmm. hope for me was gone after that because this is not lucky charms like
2: <laughs> taste the rainbow no no No. nope
0: i see what you're doing my sister caroline she usually can stretch something she can put her hr hat on and you know pull something from nowhere land but even this one has <laughs> got a stretching
2: stump. this one i I, I can't i'm not trying to eat uterus cheerios in the morning with red milk
0: but it is a conversation starter because you got us going i mean
2: yeah i'm gonna say what the hell are you eating
0: that's the conversation Mm -mm. no just even making this
2: what does my husband look like eating some period cereal in the morning Mm -mm. this is nasty this ain't ever coming in my house
0: Mm -mm. right you ain't even gotta put the ugly crying face filter on me because let somebody (laughs) i know (laughs) bring that around Mm
2: -mm. instacart better not ever show up to my door with this
0: as an alternative
1: (laughs) so the cereal company is supposed to be making this what cereal company is making this
2: i don't know there's a wellness brand who like created the cereal. So I don't know if they partner with like a General Mills or a Kellogg's to make this. Yeah, it's a no for me.
1: You know, I'm here for period equity and women's rights and stuff. But this this really, really, really took it too far. And I'm definitely corking this for sure. I'm definitely corking it. It, 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 mm -mm. I can't see myself eating this. I can't see myself telling other people to go buy it. It's the the shape of the cereal looking like uteruses and bloody milk for me. I cannot. (laughs) I can't. Like I feel like these people who are trying to be all inclusive, they really need to sit down and talk to women and, and talk to people in the medical field to find out other ways that they can... Because I'm open for the fact that they're trying to send a message out. But this is not the way. This is gross. It won't make it far, I'm sure.
0: No, I just looked up a picture because Caroline was like, it don't even look good. And it doesn't. You show right. Uh, I wish I could show y'all a picture of it. Or you, Kar- Shalana, just look it up. I mean... general. General no, I saw the picture. Happen. The cereals are
1: shaped like a uterus with ovaries, the little so, uteruses. But and each... you said the milk is dyed red like menses.
0: Uh-uh.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a no for me.
0: Uh, and I mean, I thought that, that was going to have little flakes. I don't even see no flakes. All I see is the uterus shaped cereal flowing out of the bowl laying around it so anyway listeners go and look up hashtag period crunch child don't even do it to yourself save yourself
3: (laughs) really for real
2: oh my god general mills would never kellogg's would never Mm -mm. (laughs) post won't even do it right or the great value well great value brand might they just might they might
0: don't put it past them look no
2: the pantry won't right that's target so good and gather they sure won't Mm -hmm.
1: so we have made it to the sidebar segment of the show I like to call this segment the meat and potatoes of the show because this is the time where we talk about the matters of the heart. Celebrity news and gossip can be fun to explore, but we definitely need something that can help us get through the week and through this thing that we call life. With today's sidebar, we are going to explore the following question. As black female millennials, how can we assure that our voices are being heard in a society that tries to silence us? When I brought the question up to the group, Nalita's response was, the relevancy of this question should be obsolete in our day and age, but it continues to make slow progress. And I definitely agree with that because what led me to this discussion was an article that I read by Elliot C. McLaughlin. The title is Book Banning in the U.S. These are the authors of color whose censors are trying to silence. And I'll read a short paragraph of the article. It says, young adult authors of color are fed up of being targeted. They're sick of seeing their books bogusly labeled critical race theory or anti-police. They're incredulous at claims. Their words make kids uncomfortable. They're done seeing their books challenged or banned over what they see as insincere claims about vulgarity, violence, or sex. They're exasperated with feeling singled out. Groups that monitor censorship, including the ACLU, PEN America, American Library Association, and the National Coalition Against Censorship say it's more than a feeling. Since the killing of George Floyd, a black father by a white police officer, experts see black and brown authors increasingly becoming the quarry of of would be censors, they say. So what do you ladies say about this type of censorship?
2: I think that no matter what we do or no matter how far we progress as a Black society, people will always try to silence us because they see our voices as a threat to their comfort and to their um, contentment with life, right? And so it just, it plays into that fear that people have of people of color where they see, you know, Black men as aggressive and dangerous and they see black women as like angry and too emotional and things like that that will always exist i don't see it ending anytime soon especially looking at the way these young children speak about you know black bodies and how they you know interact with black people they're being raised to be racist and that cycle is going to continue. I think as it relates to us, especially Black women, I think it's really important that we have confidence in our own voice. And, you know, not just in the things we say, but in the stories that we tell, because you never know when your story could be the one to save somebody else, right? Someone is listening for your testimony while they're waiting on their own breakthrough. And so when it comes to trying to be silenced as, you know, as Black people, it's important that we still continue to share our stories and continue to be those creators and those people who, you know, inspire other Black people because no one else will do it for us. That's one. And two, our messages are not for them. They are not our target audience when we think about you know, the books that are being deemed like critical race theory. We share those stories for us. And it's important that we continue to do that despite what other people will try to censor or discourage or, you know, remove from bookshelves. We just have to be very consistent and be very loud and very confident in our own voice. Because the more we amplify and lift up each other, it won't matter who's trying to shut us down because we will always protect our own voices.
0: That is so true. And I like that what you said, I feel like coincides so much with my thoughts as well, Caroline. So as I was reading this, first of all, I had to stop reading the article because it was just so heavy, just so heavy. The same stuff over and over again, because like I told you, Shalona, it is just, you know, such slow progress and with them always trying to ban, always trying to silence, it's just like you want history to be repeated. But as Black female millennials, we already have so many different things that set us back number one and two respectively being being black and being female and then when you think about being a millennial our age range because when I google what is an actual millennial it says from the ages of 26 to 41 and you know to get anything heard you almost seems like you have to be sometimes cutthroat to get ahead and then you're labeled as the angry black woman But to address some advice for these trying times, I want you to first decide what you want to know and or what you want to do. And then you must be informed. Be informed of how to get ahead. That includes what resources will get you, where you want to be, and then being connected. Who do you know and who do they know? Network. Family and friends is for more than just having a good time and escapism. And then you need to advocate, advocate, advocate. You might be doing well, or you may have made it. Share how you got there, your journey, so that others can start ahead in the privilege game. Don't hoard your successes because you think someone is going to steal your business model. If you don't work for your vision, that's what's going to hurt you and vice versa. And stop believing the lies that you heard or you've seen all your life and are still seeing today. You matter. Your story matters. Your vision and your dreams matter. So whatever you have to do to stop feeling like you don't deserve to be where you are or are an imposter, do it. Because of them, we can, and that includes all our ancestors, our peers, all of the people who don't for real know who we don't for real know, but we adopted them as our aunties, our uncles, our sisters, our cousins, because of the work they have done to have someone who looks like us make it to where they stand. We made it. And every step we take in the right direction is an advancement for our people. No matter how grueling it is and how long it takes, I believe we will have been in and continue to occupy the spaces that we only dreamed of before. And as I typed this, I had some tears in my eyes because that is my dream and is my reality and I'll make it so.
1: Yeah, and I agree with both of you ladies. And I think, you know, as I read the article, I became a little emotional. And like you said, Anita, it is a lot to unpack because I think that this whole notion of, banning books from schools that enlighten communities about the African American culture is why we continue to have the same issues in this country as it pertains to race, because no one is really trying to learn about one another. If we do not allow books about Black people by Black authors in our school system, our communities will remain in a quote unquote, sunken place. And so, you know, and I feel like a way to keep our voices heard is to demand respect and demand that people listen to us. When I think about those who came before me, like Angela Davis and Shirley Chisholm and all the other women back in the earlier days, people tried to silence these women because they knew that they were game changers they knew that when they spoke, people actually listened. And Angela Davis was thrown in jail. And some people laughed at Shirley Chisholm when she ran for president, but that did not stop them from speaking their truth and getting their message across. And so they found other avenues because even when Angela Davis was in jail, she still got her message across to people who would listen. And now as millennials, we have so much more than they did at our fingertips. You know, we can write a book, we have social media, we have yeah. more freedom and privileges, you know, it may not be all the freedom that we want, but we have more than what they did back then. So I really feel that we have no excuse, honestly, you know, we, we shouldn't allow setbacks and we shouldn't allow barriers and adversaries to stop us from speaking our truths and, and walking in our truth. So, you know, never let the opinions of others discourage you. And that's where I'm coming from today.
2: I love that. And it reminds me of something I saw on Instagram a long time ago. And it said, do not take no from people who cannot tell you yes in the first place.
0: hmm Yeah that's yeah, a word. Definitely.
1: It is a word. It definitely is a word. And I just want to, you know, if the authors who books were banned out of the school system might be listening to our podcast today. I just want to encourage you to keep writing. Keep writing, keep pushing your books, you know, make sure that they're not only in the school system but, you know, make sure that they are in the bookstores, that they're accessible to our community, because we want to read what you have to say. You know, I I just want to encourage and uplift those authors who who are discouraged about their books being taken away uh, by the school system.
0: Yes, because the reason that you Mm -hmm. did it was because you saw a population that was not being adequately served you saw a population mm-hmm. that did not draw you in and did not make you be as creative as you could be because you weren't seeing people like you and your story was not getting told so continue to write those stories that we so desperately crave stories that tell of our history and our of our past and also stories that are just fantasies for our people of color because we deserve to see ourselves as more than just trying to escape slavery and these historical bounds and and chains that we have always been portrayed to be in we deserve those stories like someone um wrote in this article like harry potter and the prisoner of whatever the case may be or Mm -hmm. like you know there are fantasies that people of color deserve to be in and i'm here for it so keep writing absolutely and if
2: you ever need a podcast to share your story hit us up because we would love to have you
1: for sure so ladies this has been another awesome episode close the curtain thank you nalita thank you caroline and to our audience We wish you well today and throughout the week. And as always, thank you for hanging out with us to the very end. We are so grateful for your continued support and be sure to join us next week. Same time, same place. Peace.
0: Thank you for joining us this week on Close the Curtain Podcast with Nalita, Shalana, and Caroline. I hope you enjoyed this brief respite and that something we said inspired or motivated you to close the curtain on whatever is not for the season in which you find yourself in. If you're enjoying Close the Curtain, please rate the show, share it. These things allow more women access to the same wonderful content that you enjoy. If you have questions, comments, or you want to suggest show topics, leave a message for us on our email, hello at closethecurtain.com. Again, that's hello at closethecurtain.com. You can also stay connected with Close the Curtain Podcast on Instagram at our handle, at Close the Curtain Podcast. Our website is www.closethecurdain.com and our podcast can be enjoyed on the following platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor with more to come. This has been an awesome show. Don't forget to meet us next time at the intersection of pop culture and wellness. Bye.